the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, hope you're having a fabulous Saturday. As always, uh, we like to welcome you to our uh, podcast or radio show, Let Us Reason. Uh, this is Al Fadi, and we're always blessed to have you with us. We would like basically today to, um, as always, do some of those updates that we typically uh, try to do from, uh, you know, some of our posts on social media, specifically Facebook, and give you uh, you know, I, uh, also some um, updates as well about uh, some of the ministry work that we will be doing. Let me start by stating that, um, uh, you know, we want you really to be praying for upcoming video recording that we will be doing soon, myself, uh, with uh, Sam Shamoon and David Wood. Uh, pray for Sam. Uh, by the way, he's going through a lot of challenges, especially with his, um, uh, you know, uh, family situation. I know he shared multiple times that he's going through a nasty, unfortunately, separation and uh, divorce, and uh, he's still having to battle uh, the side effects of that, of course, in terms of, uh, you know, all the legal uh, matters that go with that. Uh, obviously, I was hoping that he would have joined us, um, you know, soon here, either uh, this show or the future, and maybe we'll allow him to give you more updates on that. Uh, you know, be thinking about him, be praying uh, for him. Uh, follow him on Facebook as well. Uh, he has a Facebook page called Bin Malik. And uh, uh, in there, you will be able to track many of the new, um, you know, things that he has been doing. Uh, he recently has done a tour uh, in the Midwest, visited a number of mosques, did evangelism among Muslims, and so on and so forth. Now, with the show, we will be continuing, of course, in recording, I should say, the video um, uh, shows or the series. We'll be continuing recording of our Scripture Twisting 101 series, myself, Sam, and David Wood. But then me and Sam will end up doing also a number of solos uh, and jointly uh, talking about, I should say, uh, when I'm in solo like me and him, we'll be talking about Tawheed Dilemma. We'll be talking about what does the Quran say about Jesus and the person of Christ. Believe it or not, you'll be surprised to know that the Quran actually endorsed the divinity and the deity and also the preexistence of Christ. I mean, I know this might come as a shock to you, but uh, the Quran did record straight out of the prologue of John, actually, couple of powerful things about Christ. Now, we're not endorsing the Quran. I mean, let me reiterate that. Me and Sam have mentioned this many times. We are only pointing the obvious. We're stating what the Quran actually have copied and pasted or alluded to, which is the truth about who Jesus is years earlier, hundreds of years earlier in this case, almost 600 years before the Quran uh, showed up, basically. So uh, a book that is man-made like the Quran 
making reference to a truth found in the Bible can only confirm the obvious that the author of the Quran had no choice but to record whatever the Bible has been saying about Jesus, albeit without even knowing what it meant, possibly. Or maybe at that point, uh, there was a vacillation in theology. The Quran, by the way, does have a number of evidence that the theology of the author of the Quran keeps changing by the day. Uh, it's almost like going up, going down. I mean, I think the, the stock market might do a better job than that, actually. You can bet your money and uh, risk and hedge you know, uh, your investment in a stock market much better than you risk your life and eternal life in the Quran, actually. Nevertheless, so that's some of the things that we'll be doing. I'll continue also doing my own um, you know, series that I've been doing. Uh, for instance, uh, I'll talk about other things. Uh, sometimes I do train people on how to use the Quran if necessary and when needed um, as an advanced tool to bridge back to the Bible. However, uh, I always like to show more and more things about why Jesus is needed and why Jesus is the way. Uh, we are launching our Arabic channel, the YouTube channel, so we'll be doing more and more of that. And we are in the process of setting up also a follow-up team to contact people who are interested in the message, interested to know more about Jesus, and also at the same time interested in uh, hopefully uh, learning about uh, salvation. And uh, we pray that they will also come to a saving knowledge about who Jesus is as their Lord and Savior. I'm also in talks with Leading the Way Ministry with Dr. Michael Youssef to uh, uh, launch a uh, new um, uh, Arabic program through their satellite uh, ministry called Kingdom Sat. Uh, of course, I have a, a really a long history of uh, cooperation with them. This is year number four or five now, uh, but we've done enough shows with them to where there's a backlog uh, for the last year and a half now that they've been uh, going through. And now we're going to launch a new one. We're going to call it translated in English. I am the way talking about Jesus in three different segments. It's almost a half an hour show. First segment is talking about a socioeconomic maybe uh, issue or geo, uh, uh, basically um, uh, economic or maybe geopolitical uh, issue happening in the MENA area or the Middle East. Uh, and uh, something that people are yearning to, peace maybe, um, something that has to do with uh, stability, uh, something that has to do with provision for their family, uh, marriage, uh, you name it. And then we'll talk about what did Jesus actually say about that. And then finally, we close by inviting why Jesus is the answer to this issue. So be praying for that. It's still in the proposal phase right now. And if things go well, we may uh, begin to record for this uh, and even do some live, actually, uh, later on uh, this year uh, in the fall or possibly even in the spring of 2020. So these are some of the updates uh, that I want to share at the ministry fronts. Now, as far as the Facebook um, thing, so far things are calm. Uh, we have now been hitting it at all cylinders. My own personal page, alfadi.sira, and also my ministry page, the Al Fadi, and then the Sira International page, Sira International. We've been hitting all of them all together with different posts, and um, and it seemed like we're really getting a lot of traction here uh, from people. In the last, I would say, uh, uh, you know, maybe month or so, I have been focusing a lot on posts that compare Jesus to Muhammad. Uh, again, uh, we call it Jesus 
versus Muhammad or Jesus v. Muhammad. And the reason why I'm doing this is I'm helping, of course, people who are seeking to see the obvious for themselves. I'm also praying that some of the Muslim uh, friends who are on our uh, you know, uh, page uh, are able to compare and contrast for themselves. For instance, um, you are going to see a post uh, on May 22nd, uh, courtesy actually of Facebook. Facebook have this uh, memories type of thing. They will pick something from a year later, uh, ago and they will sell you, oh, looks, uh, you know, like you posted this yourself a year ago and would you like to share it again? And uh, uh, it just happened to be a comparison actually between Jesus and Muhammad. I mean, what a timing, right? So that post says Jesus basically, or Jesus's way is straight to heaven. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. That's John 14, 6. Muhammad's way, I said, I do not know, uh, you know, basically. Muhammad himself acknowledged that he doesn't know what's going to happen to him, nor what's going to happen to those that will follow him. Chapter 46 of the Quran, verse 9, is a testimony of that. And also in chapter 72, verse 21, Muhammad also didn't re recognize this way. Uh, I mean, uh, so which one is going to lead you straight to eternal life and straight to paradise, straight to heaven? It's obvious. It's Jesus. Jesus didn't hesitate for a second to acknowledge this. He says, no one come to the Father, meaning the Father who's in heaven. No one comes to the Father, meaning to heaven, basically, because the Father is in heaven, except through me, except by me. It's very clear. In Muhammad's case, he says, I do not know what's going to happen to me, nor to you. I mean, why would you follow anyone? I mean, I, I would say this will apply to any false teacher, any false prophet, globally, at any time in history. They will never be able with confidence to tell you where are they going. And even if they claim to know, their actions, their teaching will be a testimony against them because it will be very clear and very obvious that they have no clue what they're talking about. That they have no clue what they're talking about. So that's one of those basically post. Uh, earlier, I had another post. We called it, of course, Jesus v. Muhammad, meaning versus Muhammad. And I called it the honor of Christ. And here's what I mean by that. You'll find that Christ is much more honored in the Quran than even the Muhammad himself, by the way. Not, not only are the other prophets, but Muhammad himself. For instance, the birth narrative of Christ, and I don't know if you knew this or not, the birth narrative and the announcement of his coming is called the glad tiding or the good news. It was in the Quran announced by God himself. In this case, Allah. He himself announced it to Mary that she will have good news and the good news will be born out of her as a person called uh, the Christ or Christ, uh, basically Jesus, the Messiah, uh, Jesus. So what does that tell you about the status of Jesus? Uh, it's obvious that the status of Jesus was so high in the time of Muhammad that Muhammad had no choice but to record it as is. And we praise God for uh, letting the truth shine even through corrupt books about the person of Christ. Now, the book that I'm referring to is the Quran has no truth in it. But this is one of those areas where it does report something that is real. Okay, when I say had no truth, has no truth that saves you, has no truth that leads you to salvation, has no truth that leads you to eternal life. But that doesn't mean it did not copy and paste things that existed in its days. And one of those powerful things is the birth announcement of Jesus. Of course, you can go to uh, Luke 
Luke's gospel, you can go to Matthew's gospel and see that the birth announcement was, you know, basically uh, by God through the angels. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, nevertheless, the Quran in other parts does have the angelic also announcement from God and so on and so forth. So, but it is clearly evidence that Jesus's place of honor is much more elevated than Muhammad. And here's simply why. You will not find a single reference to the birth announcement of Muhammad in the Quran. You will not find a single narrative about Muhammad's birth. In other words, that the Quran doesn't talk about Muhammad's birth, how his birth came about, how the announcement was given to his parents or to his mother, when was he born, what happened when he was born, and so on and so forth. You find some fabricated stuff copied straight from the Gospel of Matthew. It's laughable, actually, that when his mother, for instance, gave birth, a light shone out of her, that there was a star that led people to know where his, uh, he was. And I mean, if, if you really know anything about the Gospel of Matthew, for instance, you'll be laughing at, uh, at what I'm saying right now because you know exactly what I'm uh, referring to, the Magi's and so on and so forth. So this is why I like to do, uh, to do posts like this because I want people who are sincerely seeking to begin to compare and contrast for themselves. Another one earlier, uh, May 19th post, also Jesus v. Muhammad. In that particular post, we called it the supremacy of Christ. I mean, obviously, uh, I want to just uh, pause for a second. If I said the honor of Christ, I'm not giving one example and that's it. There'll be more examples, of course, but I'm taking them one by one. So I'm using subtitles for each one of those, uh, you know, post series. So the supremacy of Christ, for instance, that Christ is the creator in the Quran. Now, the God of the Quran says no one creates but him. He is the only creator. Yet, for whatever reason... He gave this prerogative to Christ himself. In fact, in chapter 3 of the Quran, verse 49, Jesus himself speaking and saying, I created for you from clay uh, shapes of birds and breathed life into it. Now, the Quran does say by the will of Allah or by the permission of Allah. So what? I mean, Jesus uh, always said, I came to do the will of him who sent me. That doesn't negate the fact that Jesus has the power. It didn't say by the power of Allah. No, it says by the will. In other words, you know, if you have a son and you know your son has the ability to do certain things, you may say, son, I don't want you to do it right now until I give you a permission to do it. Okay, well, does that mean that the son did it because you view your power or did it because you just gave him permission that it's the appropriate time right now to release that power and show it? And that's basically what's happening. So Jesus is creator. By the admission of the Quran, then, if Allah is the only creator, then Jesus is Allah incarnate. That's what the Quran is saying. I'm not saying this. That's what the book that Muslims follow is saying about who Jesus is. So why in the world would you even reject what Jesus, uh, who Jesus is? Why don't you go back to the, uh, the Bible and see for yourself who Jesus is really shining Christ, you know, with every single action that he has done and realize that the Quran was only picking and choosing parts of who Jesus is. Go and learn about the Christ that you should follow, your Savior, your Lord, that the Bible says... Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One day, whether you accepted Jesus or not, whether you follow him or not, whether you believe in him or not, you will bow the knee to him. So we want you to bow the knee when being on the right side of Christ as his follower rather than to bow it as someone that you will be judged by him. So this is one of those posts, again, in that particular series that we call Jesus v. Muhammad. Here's another one uh, that was a day earlier, 
uh, of that post, May 18th, uh, Jesus v. Muhammad. This one we called it, Why Jesus is Superior, okay? Why Jesus is Superior. So along the line of the supremacy here, I said he's superior because he spread the gospel by the cross and the twelve. Okay? He spread the gospel for 2,000 years now by the cross, the message of the cross, and by the twelve, the message of the twelve, the faithful twelve who spread it. Obviously, we can talk also about Paul here as well as one of the apostles that Jesus as well inducted into his mission field. Nevertheless, nowhere you read that Jesus permitted or allowed them to use violence, use the sword, or even promote the use of violence to convict, uh, to convert people, I should say. All they did is they shared the truth and they suffered for it. We know that 11 of the 12 been executed, Paul was executed, and only John is the only apostle we're aware of that died of natural causes, however, lived a long time, just like Jesus predicted. And as a result of this, of course, the gospel continued to spread. In fact, the first 200 years of the church was miserable, was the most vicious attacks and persecution they faced from the Roman Empire, yet they never wavered. They trusted in the message of Christ and God and trusted that this is the way, the truth, and the life. That, in of, its, in of itself, was a testimony about the truthfulness of Christ. Compare that to Islam. Muhammad spread his religion by the sword, by giving people choices to accept him or die, or fight, or, or uh, end up being fought, or even paying sometimes the so-called jizya or head tax, as we read, for instance, in chapter 9, verse 29, against Christians and Jews. In other words, you buy your safety. You buy your peace. I thought this is a religion of peace. The religion of peace does not force people to pay for that peace. It offers peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's the only one that can give you peace unconditionally. And that's the difference, my friends, between who Jesus is and who Muhammad is going on. I have also a new series, by the way, that I have launched as well on Facebook. And by the way, anything I mention to you on Facebook, guaranteed I'll be doing videos about it. In fact, uh, watch me, of course. Uh, lately, I've been doing a lot of Facebook Lives pronto, okay, on the spot. I'll go and talk for five, ten minutes. And if I want to spend a lot of time, I'll announce it earlier and I'll tell you to anticipate me at this time. And I'll spend at least maybe between 15 to, to 30 minutes, depending on the topic, because this is more and more needed. I want to be interactive with you. I want to uh, share with you in person and so on and so forth. And at the same time, uh, be uh, on alert that uh, myself and Jay Smith will be doing a lot of YouTube live and uh, we'll do the same as well with Sam Shamon at some point. So the new series also called Creation Confusion. Here's what I mean by that. The Bible says that Yahweh uh, is the one who gives life at the conception. Okay, so life emerges, life enters into a person at conception. Uh, we have a number of passages in the scripture that confirms this. Psalm 51.5, for instance, the uh, Davidic psalm says that in sin or in wickedness, my mother has gave birth to me. I'm just paraphrasing it, okay? I uh, was basically born in wickedness, meaning that how can you be born 
uh, at, uh, conceive, uh, my mother conceived me, I should say, in wickedness, my mother conceived me. So how can you be wicked or sinful at conception unless you're a person, basically? You know, somebody that is not a person cannot be called a sinner, okay? And also in Luke 1, verse 20, uh, when Mary met with Elizabeth, um, uh, or I should say uh, the angel actually uh, announced to her that the one who is conceived out of her shall be called the Son of God. And also when Elizabeth uh, later met with Mary or Mary went to Elizabeth, uh, she said, Elizabeth told Mary that the child in my belly leaped, basically, uh, because the Holy Spirit entered into him uh, at that point, uh, leaped into her belly because of the child that Mary is carrying. That's the Lord himself. And as a result of this, of course, we're showing that God in the Bible honors life starting from conception. This idea that life does not really happen until later or the fact that the person that you are carrying is not a person until he is born. I mean, all of this stuff that is happening lately, pretty sad, pretty pathetic. And I can tell you, you know, nations that kill children and abort them, they're yearning for judgment. And the judgment of God, by the way, is going to come harsh on them. Just go and read about what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Go and read about what happened to other nations because of them killing also uh, children. Sodom and Gomorrah, we think that it was for sexual immorality. It has other things as well. The Canaanites also paid a hefty price because they were offering child sacrifices. God does not tolerate murder and doesn't tolerate the murder of the helpless. These children need us. In fact, in one of the commandments that were given in Exodus chapter 21, verses 21 to 23, it talks about if a woman is pregnant and men are fighting and hit her and the child sustains harm, they have to pay restitution. But if the child dies, an eye for an eye, it's a murder. They have to basically pay a physical price for that. What does that tell you about the God that we follow? Compare that to the uh, to Islam. Islam, supposedly, the God of Islam says life doesn't enter until later, at a later stage of the embryonic development. Wow. In fact, there are many hadith that say that life enters into the person after 40 days of conception, after 40 to, 42 days, and another one says after 120 days. Wow. So who is this person then that was there for 40 days? It's just a piece of meat only? I mean, my goodness. How can a God who created doesn't know if he made a human being or not? That's the problem that we are dealing with. And that's another reason why the God of Islam cannot be the God of the Bible. Because the God of the Bible, for at least, at least the God of the Bible, for 2,000 years before the coming of Muhammad, through the mouth of Moses, declared clearly that the unborn child is a person doesn't matter at what stage and that at the mouth of David almost 1600 years before the coming of Muhammad that at conception one becomes a person a living being that's why I had this post in there to show the contrast between the God of the Bible and the God of the Quran and then also earlier I did another one and we will continue to do these updates, of course, for you. Uh, the other one had to do with, did Allah create Adam by hand or by a voice command? 
we will deal with this at a later time because there is confusion in the Quran whether God himself formed Adam by hand and breathed life into him or did he say be and he was or he became. So these are the kind of things that we like to do because we like him to be short and brief but powerful, send a clear message and compare and contrast whether the person of Christ or Muhammad and whether Yahweh and the God of Islam, of course, Jesus, far be it from being equal to Muhammad anyway, but we are trying to help our Muslim friends see for themselves, starting at the level that they are willing to accept. And that's that Jesus was like Muhammad. If that's the case, then they should really reach a conclusion that far be it for Christ to be like Muhammad. With that says, we thank you again for partnering with us and being with us. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Sira International. That's C as in Charlie, C-I-R-A International. And if the Lord lays it in your heart to support us, we thank you for that. Be praying for us. Until we meet again, have a blessed day. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.